0: The statement that culture is more important than strategy is ridiculously wrong. It's backwards, upside down, and complete trash. Smart people say this all the time, and I'm going to tell you today why they are wrong to consider strategy second and culture first, because strategy always comes first. It's Saturday. I'm in the office. You know what that means. The Saturday Morning Hustle Podcast. No hyperbolic hustle culture, just brutally honest, straightforward business advice and motivation every Saturday, for entrepreneurs, business owners, or anyone pursuing success. You can't just work nine to five, Monday through Friday, and hope to become the next big thing. You got to work smart, work hard, put in extra effort while everyone else is sleeping, playing games, or wasting time. Maximize bonus time to get more work done. This podcast is for anyone willing to come in early, stay late, hustle on the weekend to be truly great. This is one of those statements that really drives me insane. And it's one of the few that make me actually mad and make me want to come right here on the podcast and make an actual whole episode about it. In fact, I covered it on my business podcast on the strategic growth podcast. I'll have show notes If you want a link to hear that episode that I did with my business partner Pritchard, because the idea that culture is more important than strategy in a business is honestly one of the dumbest things I hear very smart people say on a regular basis. I was recently listening to a podcast on the treadmill at the gym. It's the Game is the name of the podcast. It's by Alex Hormazdi. Alex is a super smart dude. He has built a hundred million dollar business. So obviously he's very smart. He knows what he's doing. The podcast is very good. It's one of my favorites. It's in heavy rotation for me. He just launched a book that sold a hundred thousand copies on the first day. He's a very smart guy. And 98% of the time, I really am in sync with what he's talking about on his podcast, except when he made the statement that culture is more important than strategy. It absolutely is not. I'll explain why. And we're talking about what's called corporate culture. I like to call it company culture because people sometimes think corporate culture means you need to be a corporation, which means you need hundreds or thousands of employees. Workplace culture or company culture can happen between two people, or seven, or 10, or 42, or 90, or 5,000. But you don't need hundreds or thousands of employees to have a workplace culture or a work culture. Company culture, if you will. But every business starts essentially as an idea, typically, an idea for a product. We call it the back of the napkin, where someone pulls out a napkin or a scrap piece of paper and just starts sketching or jotting down ideas or something about a product or service that eventually then can be developed into a business model and then could be launched and put into the world. That's where every business starts with the basic, most basic idea of what the product or service is. Now, people don't necessarily identify what they do next as strategy, but it is as soon as you start talking about your product, we will call it a widget or your service, whether it's a physical item that's going to be manufactured, it's a digital item, it's going to be a written code, It's going to be an online service. It's going to be an event, whatever it is that ultimately you're selling in order to be a business, the product or service itself, you start asking questions. Who's going to buy it? Who is this for? Who's going to appreciate the approach we're taking to doing what we're doing? How are we going to sell it to them? What channels, what's the delivery How are we going to charge them? How are we going to collect our money? How are we going to pay our people? All of these questions that you ask yourself in the back of the napkin phase as to how to develop our product that then can become a business, as you put a business model behind it, all the structure and all the stuff that comes with it, all of those questions you ask are the beginning of the strategic planning process. That is strategy. You'll never develop a product, you'll never build a business model, you'll never build a business, you'll never launch a business without strategy, without the strategic process. People don't just wake up one day, decide to make widgets, invest a lot of time and a lot of money in the widget factory, in hiring people and going to work every day and building a business so that they can have a great culture and fun at work and enjoy working with each other everything starts with developing product or service understanding who the audience is understanding competition understand the market factors understand the logistics understand how to do it why to do it how to set yourself apart differentiation how to deliver your message all of these things which is the strategic planning process along the way You learn things about who you are as a founder and the business owner. You learn things about who your audience is, who you're competing with, differentiation again, et cetera. And that's how you establish your brand. The brand is the big picture, the overall idea of what it is you sell and why, and who the people are behind it, and who the people who it's designated for are the audience. All of that work gets done before you hire employee number one, when it's still a founder or two founders or six founders, it doesn't matter how many people are initially involved, how many owners, if you will, or how many founders there are. It can be one, two, three, or four. What happens between them is not your corporate culture. It's not your company culture. It's not your business culture. That is ownership relationship. Eventually, If you do all of the strategy work, if you develop a product, if you build a business model, if you can actually invest money and effort and go to market with your idea, then you'll hire employee number one and eventually employee number two and eventually employee number three. Sometimes you hire them all on the first day, sometimes there's a year or two between employee one and employee two. Until you have employee two, there's no opportunity for culture to happen in the workplace. When there's employee one and founders, that's not a workplace culture, that's a boss employee relationship. You have to have the second employee, you have to have two people working together to start the interactions amongst themselves. Now, a lot of people right now are yelling at their podcast listening device, their smartphone, their car radio, headphones, whatever it is that they're listening to us saying, but you don't get it, Kyle. It's all wrong. What Alex was saying and others are once the business is established and once the business is operating, keeping in, in employees, attracting other ones, all of the things that go into running a business well and successfully, that's the culture we're talking about. That is still so heavily influenced by the initial strategy, by the initial brand about understanding who your audience is, who you are, what you're doing, how you're presenting yourself, what that brand representation needs to be. That's how you set your vision statement, your mission, your goals, your objectives, your strategy, your tactical execution. All of that comes at the top. And once that's happening, then you get to hire employees. Those employees get to do other jobs. The interaction, the human interaction amongst them in the workplace, Is still driven by the brand identity, by the vision and mission at the top of the organization and understanding the audience, those two things. And that is strategy. Strategy is built, it's organized, and it's managed. Culture is nurtured, it's organic, and it's encouraged. You can't force culture into a workplace from the top down. So just because a founder or an owner wants their culture to be a certain way, doesn't mean that's going to happen because there's too many human beings involved and forcing human beings to do things is not the way to motivate and inspire people to do things. And Giving them the space to do that, allowing them the freedom to learn their job and do what they do and work within your system and work within your processes but then bring their personality, bring their experiences, bring their relationships with their other employees and coworkers to the environment is how culture is created. Strategy is built, organized, and managed. Culture is nurtured, organic, and encouraged. 90% of what a business looks like, how it functions, what people think about it, what people know about it, the brand that guides everything. 90% of that comes from strategy and only 10% of that comes from culture. And if you're not happy about that statement, you are not listening to me strong enough here. Strategy is organized and developed. It's the guidelines. It's everything, this, every decision, every process, everything comes from the strategy. Once you put people into, into the mix, culture will happen. It can be developed, it can be nurtured, but it can't be forced. It has to be organic. As the business owner, as the founder, as the leader of the C-suite, etc., the leadership team, you can only encourage certain aspects of culture. The people themselves have to do it along with doing their jobs and the other responsibilities they have. And all of that still happens under the brand. The brand here is key. Because the first thing anyone knows about you as the general public, as a potential customer, or a potential employee, is the brand representation, what your brand stands for. Is your brand representation serious or is it playful? Is it technical or is it simple? Is it consumer-driven or is it market-driven? Is it technology-based, customer service, price, et cetera? All of these things go into your brand. And the brand is how you attract employee one, employee two, employee five, employee 12. That's the first thing they know about you. They will develop a culture within your organization under the banner of your brand. So the strategy, the organized part, the 90% is going to drive the people's decision to even apply for you, to work with you, to be a vendor, to be a collaborator, or to be a customer or a client. It always goes back to what is the vision, what is the mission, and then what are your strengths and weaknesses? Some of your strengths can be your people, your employees, the human beings involved in the SWOT analysis. That can be a strength, but it can't be a strength on day one because you don't have the people on day one. On day one, it has to be Logistics and understanding and strategy and technology and things that can are controllable and systemized and built and organized and managed. Eventually you develop workplace culture, corporate culture. But even then, it's a hands-off process. It's an organic process. It has to be nurtured and encouraged, but it can't be built. And managed from the top, and it can't be pushed through by the sheer will of the C suite. It has to happen because you hire the right people for all the right reasons and then let them do what they do and give them the space and the opportunity to be themselves, to communicate the way they like to communicate with each other. As long as it's effective and efficient, it stays within your systems and processes, gets the job done. And then encouraging them to them as in your employees or the people that work in your company or work with your company to communicate with each other, to be friendly and open and free and understanding of each other. It attracts people who can apply to you. You can't have a type of culture, a type of workplace. You can't have diversity. You can't have inclusion. You can't have any of those things if people won't apply to work with you if they're not willing to want and wanting to work with you. And the only reason that happens is because they're aware of your brand and your brand comes from strategy. Everything starts with strategy. Everything is managed by strategy. 90% of this equation is strategy. So why does anyone think culture is more important, more effective, and more impactful than the strategy. When it's only 10%, it can only be nurtured. It has to be organic. It cannot be controlled. Now, I'm gonna give a slight bit of the other side of the argument here just to round out the conversation for you guys today. Strong workplace culture, corporate culture, job life, work-life balance, all of these things, people enjoying working with each other, people having a good, safe, productive, encouraging workplace is important. It's not essential, but it is very important. There are great businesses in the world that have toxic corporate culture. Now, it takes away from their efficiency and effectiveness and which uh, ultimately sucks down your profit margin, etc. But you can have a successful business with a less successful corporate culture. I don't recommend it. I encourage you to build great corporate culture, to lean into your people, to make that a strength on that SWOT analysis instead of a weakness or a neutral. But you can build, you can be successful, you can be profitable without it. I don't recommend that. I encourage you to lean into your people, to embrace and encourage the human side of things. Happy employees come to work early, they stay late, and they are productive while they're there. They encourage their friends who are like-minded to come and work as well. They are loyal. They are not looking for pay raises or to go across the street at another job for another 10 cents an hour, etc. if the company culture is very good. If they appreciate the people they work with and work for, if they like to go to work every day, you're going to be more productive. This is simple. Common sense. I think anyone listening to my voice right now can understand that. But you also can go to work every day neutral or not excited about it and still be productive enough, get the job done. So great. Corporate culture is beneficial. It becomes a strength of the business. It can drive future decision making, future brand image, future strengths of the organization, future impact but it's going to take a very long time to get there. And you, the strategy is going to build the systems process. This is gonna do everything initially and give all of the structure and organization for the effectiveness and efficiency so that you have the space to allow the culture to make shifts and changes in within the organization. And even those changes are going to be in how things are communicated, how things are executed internally. Not externally. Corporate culture isn't how your employees talk to your customers. That's customer service. It's not how they talk to your audience or targets. That's marketing. It's not in how you deal with vendors. That's logistics. It's how they deal with each other. It's HR essentially and leadership from the top. The whole Sweet Suite, suite is, is responsible. Leadership team is responsible for developing that corporate culture that's nurtured, organic, and encouraged. But it all comes secondary. It's the 10% to the 90% of this equation. And at no point is the culture at work ever going to outperform the systems processes and strategy in place because it can't, because it's not connected to the customer, to the audience. It's not driving sales and sales is how a business is successful. So do encourage a positive workplace culture for the people who work with you and for you. Do lean into that process. Do embrace the human beings and the strength that they bring to your organization. But never mistake the fact that strategy and systems and processes and vision and mission and goals and objectives and tactical execution is the most important aspect of business because that's how you attract audiences, that's how you transact with them. That's how you set and meet expectations. That's how you deliver value, collect your payment, add a profit margin, and then do it again. You have all those things in place. That comes from your strategy. If you don't have that in place, you're never selling anything. You're never making money. You can't employ anyone. If no one's employed, they can't have a great corporate culture. So, last time, corporate culture is not more important then strategy. Culture does not eat strategy for lunch. Culture does not top or trump strategy. It's important, but it's secondary. Start with strategy. Look for opportunities to encourage culture. Embrace the human beings who are your customers, clients, vendors first, and then encourage, nurture, and look for the organic, communication from your employees thus corporate culture second good luck with that see you next week thanks for listening subscribe so you never miss an episode leave a comment leave a review share with a friend i would really appreciate that follow and engage on social media twitter instagram linkedin and this saturday morning hustle facebook fan page all the information all the past episodes all the saturday morning hustle entrepreneurial f coffee and donuts swag is at SaturdayMorningTustle.com. See you next week.